Hey friends, welcome to Around the Campfire with Amy. It's no secret the best stories have always been shared around a campfire. My guests and I will have a conversation, campfire style, that will leave you inspired, encouraged, and glad you pulled up a stump to listen in. Grab your favorite campfire beverage, kick back and relax, and I'll stoke the fire. My health mm-hmm. was taking a hit. My friendships were taking a hit. My family was taking a hit. Mm-hmm. I mean, my mom and dad just moved down the street and I can't, I don't even have an hour to go have lunch with my mom. Hey friends, today I'm talking with my friend Ashley Moore. Ashley owns an interior design business that she grew from the ground up. And we're going to talk to her about her hard decision to shut it all down at the height of Morehouse Interiors. This one is for anyone who's struggling with saying no to things that are good. Ashley is a great reminder that there are seasons and you can't get to the next season until you say no to the one that needs to end. Here's my conversation with Ashley. Okay, friends, welcome back to the campfire. Today, I have my friend Ashley Moore here from Houston, Texas. Welcome to the podcast, Ashley. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so proud of you for doing this. this (laughs) Yes, it's so much fun. It really is fun. You know, you just talk to your friends and put it out there for everyone else to hear. (laughs) The only thing would be better if we were sitting in the mountains of Colorado. Oh, isn't that the truth? So Ashley and I met in the mountains of Colorado, actually. If you listen to episode number eight, which is the episode before this, you heard that I met my friend Terry at a women's retreat. And so Ashley was actually at that same women's retreat and we were roommates. We were roommates. Never met each other in our lives. And, you and know, we were on the scariest bus ride of our lives. I thought I was going to die going is, around that mountain. That, that is true. I forgot about that bus ride. So this bus takes you up to the Lost Valley Ranch and, and you're literally another car cannot pass you because the road is so windy and scary. And it's not a small bus. It's, it's a large. Right, right. <laughs> And so we're like trying to get to know each other, but halfway thinking we're going to die in the process. <laughs> I'm going to die with a perfectly good stranger. It's going to be great. Be right. Great. Right. But we made it and it was fun. So Ashley and I, I think they put us together because you're in Texas and, and I'm from Oklahoma. I think maybe that's why. And we both had small businesses at the, well, my yours is not small. I had a small business at the time. It's still small. <laughs> well, we're we're going to get into that. It is not small. So the reason why I had Ashley on is because we're going to talk about something that a lot of people don't talk about, and that's saying no to something that's actually very good. And that's what Ashley is about to do. So let's, let's start off with what your business is. All right. So I own Morehouse Interiors and we're a full service interior design firm in Tomball. So we're just Northwest of Houston. And we serve clients through renovations, new construction, and if you need furniture and all the goods in your house, we're there to put it together for you. And you are not an interior designer by trade. I am not. We were just talking about this. You were a middle school teacher. Middle school, Texas history and language arts teacher and a dance teacher. Yeah. God bless the middle school teachers. That's all I have to say. (laughs) (laughs) So you were a middle school teacher and then you think... Well, you start to have kids. Oh, yeah. Which, you know, every woman, you know, you kind of just start reevaluating your life when you start to bring kids into the world. Oh, for sure. I feel like it was always our goal that I wasn't going to work after we started our family. And I quickly realized I thought I can do this. 
like we all do. We're super moms. Yeah. We can do it. We're women. I, I realized that I couldn't go serve my students well and then come home and serve my kids well. So I retired. From you retired. I, I love that word. <laughs> so you retire from teaching and then you, you kind of made like a big life change. You, you decided to move out of Houston proper, I guess. Yep. Yep. Out of Houston proper to the burbs. And it was actually, we were actually really in the country and now the con- like the burbs are coming and surrounding us as we speak. But um, yeah, we moved to Tomball, which is Northwest of Houston, but a cute little house on five acres. And my husband, we saw it for, we looked at it like four times over the course of like a year and a half. And my husband was like, we're not moving out there. And I was like, <laughs> Oh yes, we are. I'm impressed um, it stayed open for you to move out. I'm no kidding. I mean, long. the market was really bad and um, <laughs> it's not like it is right now. So it worked That's, out for us. Yeah. But we, we got this house on five acres and I remember we walked in and my husband's like, this house is awful. <laughs> and I look around it now and it's not awful anymore, but it, it was bad. It was built in the early 2000s. So faux paint mm. galore. galore. Yes. Like the room that I'm sitting in now was the formal dining and it, had like a camo-ish faux paint with some gold over it. It was super nice. Oh, wow. We might need a picture of that. (laughs) (laughs) It was bad. (laughs) So you convince him to buy this. Yeah. He, well, he came out and he saw it a couple of times and then he kept thinking about the pond, the pond in the back. And he Mm. was really convinced it had some big, large bass in it. It Yeah. It does not at all. He could, we could see the kids running around here and the kids at the time, Emma was, three and Brady was almost two. So we could see them growing up here. And I think that mm-hmm. was it. it. It's, it's a quaint, it's like gated and there's four houses back here and we all have five acres. So it's, it's really mm. nice. Or it was not yes. anymore. Dreamy. Okay. So, so he says, okay, did you sell him on the fact that you thought you could redo the house? Like, was that like, listen, I'll take care of all of this. Yes, absolutely. It was, Hey, paint is going to go a long way. And that really, and truly what it was as we were like, okay, well we can paint and we can redo the kitchen. And it's just a minor, it's a minor renovation. And we got into it. And of course, it, one thing leads to another. One of the things um, with our kitchen, we were just going to redo the countertops and paint the cabinets. And the guys took the countertops off to replace it. And like the Island fell in on itself. Oh my. <laughs> and so we were like, okay, well, it looks like we're getting new cabinets in the kitchen. And so it just turned into a bigger renovation, but it's a totally different house now. That's always how they happen. I have to say, I, we moved our houses from the seventies and we moved in and I'm like, I'm going to paint these Brown kitchen cabinets. So I painted, I started painting the cabinets and I got three quarters of the way around my kitchen. And I was like, I'm so done with these cabinets. And I quit for like three months. And my family was like, you have to finish these cabinets. I feel that way when I start a project, my mom and I used to paint, she would let me repaint my room every summer. And so I loathe painting now. Like I will not, my daughter yesterday was like, can we repaint my room this summer? I was like, no, absolutely not. (laughs) Too much painting. Yeah. Okay. So, but you, you've renovated this house and it's absolutely adorable. So, well, I don't know that adorable is the right word. It's it's elegant. It's I'm going to post pictures or link to all the pictures of your house okay, okay. Um, in the show notes. But so Ashley redoes this house and it's amazing. So then all your friends and family start saying, Hey, come help. Can you help me? Dec-? It was mostly decorating when I started. Can you help me with my mantle? I need a new rug. 
Mm-hmm. What, where did you get these chairs from? And a lot of the stuff, I mean, cause we were still really young, new family. Our kids were, all of our money was going to diapers and formula and things <laughs> Right. that I was buying stuff secondhand and redoing it. And so I would take these, my friends, we would go to first Monday trade days in Canton and go to the flea market and just buy stuff and we would do it. And they started referring their friends and it just grew. And I don't, Instagram really grew when, um, I tagged Pottery Barn because that's where my pendant lights were from. Mm -hmm. And one of my friends was like, tag Pottery Barn and see if they'll repent or repost. And they did. And then that day I got like 3000 followers. It was nuts. Mm, And blew up. And that's kind of that. I feel like that was like the turning point where I was like, I, maybe I should consider this as a business. And Matt had jokingly told me, he was like, you should take your teacher retirement and start a business. But I mean, Brady wasn't sleeping through the night. (laughs) And they were, they were still on mother's day out. So they weren't even in school full time. Mm -hmm. So I was just helping here and there. And then finally I was like, all right, well, I guess they're both in school. I need something to do because I was spending, I was spending all of our money at that point. (laughs) 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 Right. So, so how did you start? Were you like, did you just put out there? Hey, this is what I do. How did you start? Yeah. So I basically started with like a virtual design service um, after I had done friends and families because I couldn't take the kids to these houses. I wanted to look professional, but there was just no way, mm-hmm. uh, but they were in school two or three days a week. And so I would go one day and then I was like, I'll put an e-design board together for you and link it and you just shop. And then I can come put it together. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how I started. And then eventually it grew. And the contractor that renovated our house, he kind of transitioned into only doing new homes. And he called me and he was like, Hey, I have this young couple. They're building a house and she really needs somebody to help. Would you want to help? And I was like, yes, of course, of course. I would love to jump in there. I had no clue what I was doing. Mm -hmm. So Google was my best friend. And I just learned, I was like, I need you to tell me what all you're going to need. Tell me the budgets that I need to stick within. Mm-hmm. And then I Googled how to do spreadsheets that the builders were going to need, how to do a design board via keynote. Because at that point, I didn't want to spend any money on software or anything. I didn't have time to learn anything. Mm-hmm. And so you literally, you literally Googled your Googled whole, like how to, how to everything. <laughs> everything. It was my best friend. And then it was one of those things where Joanna Gaines was really picking up steam. Mm-hmm. And so she was speaking at events and I just got connected on Facebook groups and started hearing podcasts and books. And I just devoured everything that I could. And I was never afraid to shift and try something new and kind of found our rhythm. And that's all I, she think, I think that's one thing entrepreneurs have to have is that little, that ability to take risk. Yeah. You got, and to put yourself out there and like fake it till you make it, honestly. 100%. Well, and I'm an Enneagram, Enneagram three. So mm-hmm. that's what I do for my life. I just fake it. Right. <laughs> You need to be, to be one person. I can be that person. You need me to be that. Yeah. Yeah. So if anybody is thinking about starting a business and they're like, I don't think I can do it. All you have to do is Google and pretend like, you know what you're doing. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. That's how I, um, how pie prerogative that I owned a while ago, uh, started. There were some guys who were starting in a restaurant and I made them a pie and went in and they were like, well, can you do this? Can you do this? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I can do that. And then I'm home, like baking up a storm, trying to figure out if I can do it. But yeah, absolutely. And 
as, as we grew, I learned to hire people that were smarter than me. Yeah. Ooh, that's so, a man. That's a good tip. I feel there are so many people. If they would just hire really good people. Yeah. And not be threatened by the fact that somebody is really awesome at something else. They Absolutely. would go gangbusters. Yeah. 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 I, I agree with that. So here you are today. You have grown this. Okay. You started, when did you start? 2015? 2015 was officially when my LLC was formed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So here you are today and like you employ how many people? <laughs> well, I, I, we're going to get into this, but now it's just two on my team. I did have five, but yes. we're down to two, yes. myself and my operations manager. So, but I had five. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. And you, and you were Over, doing, well, you were doing how many, like how many projects did you have going at one time? You had a lot. Like 30, which was nuts. That's and I mean, they were all in different stages. They were all different kind of projects. So I might've had five new builds, five renovations, some e-designs, just furniture, but we were tried to get into the flow of like, okay, well, we did the design work on all of these. Now they're in construction. So we just need to do site visits and I can take on a couple more. Mm-hmm. And that was the name of the game. It was like, how many more can you take on? Because I wasn't paying myself. I didn't start paying myself until like two years ago. Mm. But girl, knowing that the ladies that I hired, like I was their livelihood. Like this yeah. was feeding their family. Like that was so much pressure. That is pressure. I agree. And you don't, th- when you start a business, like that was the last thing that I thought of. And my husband was mm-hmm. like, you just wait until you start hiring people and then you're supporting their family. And I was like, oh crap. Yeah. No pressure. So thanks. I mean, you, you're in magazines, you're, you're getting your name out there. I mean, you're, you're everywhere, definitely in the Houston area. So what, when did you start going? Okay. I'm feeling in a shift. Everything happened in 20, I guess it was, when did COVID hit? 2020, 2019? Mm, yeah. I don't remember. It's been too long. Right. <laughs> um, kind of started feeling the shift when schools closed down. No, it wasn't even then. It was probably within the last two years. I feel like with COVID, um, I don't want to get political. <laughs> we said earlier that we weren't. I feel right. the sense of entitlement has kind of come on. And I know people have been, are paying us a lot of money for a service, but attitude shifted mm-hmm. beforehand. Our clients were super gracious and I'm not saying all of them are not wonderful. There have been a, probably a handful that have just made it really hard mm-hmm. to work with. And we can't control things um, when they're stuck in the port or mm-hmm. when they're back ordered or delay and they would take it out on us and just be really nasty. And mm. so I kind of started feeling this shift. And then this past winter, my niece was having brain surgery. She had a tumor. So we were home for that. We got hit with COVID our whole family. We were home for an entire month, which mm-hmm. I don't recommend for anyone. <laughs> when I came back from that, I was just like, this is not the pace that we need to be going at. Because again, we were doing 20 to 30 homes. I think we had in August, we did five installs in one month and they're, they're like week long installs. So it's right. exhausting exhausting. Yeah. So you like go in and set up the house while the family is gone. I mean, it's, it's like extreme home makeover. almost. It it really is. I mean, so we walk through the for a new construction, we walk through the process of building this house. They get the keys, they hand the keys over to us and we bring our team in and they're not small houses. Like Mm -hmm. they're, they range from 4,500 square feet to 8,000. 
And you're putting everything inside. Every piece of furniture. And now granted, we have guys that come in and move the furniture, but we're telling them where to place it. We have to do all the upfront grunt work. We're getting all the accessories, all the art. It's exhausting. And then we clean up after and we do the big reveal. And it is, it's the HGTV moment. I mean, it takes months and months and months to get there. It's Mm -hmm. not like in an hour, like they show it on TV, but. Right. Yeah. So it was, it was exhausting. Chrissy, my operations manager, she was feeling it too. So it was her and I, a junior designer at the time that she, Chrissy has two young boys and she was like, I can't keep going at this pace. And I was yes. And amen to that. So mm-hmm. I was like, we need to start praying about this because something's got to shift. Right. Emma is starting junior high next year. And I will cry about this <laughs> because she was four when everything started. Mm-hmm. It's flying by way too fast. <laughs> it does. It flies. Oh, goodness gracious. And I wish I could tell you it goes slower, but it doesn't. It yeah, just it goes faster. It. Yeah. So it was all last fall that I really, I started getting tired. And I mean, granted, there, are, there have been months throughout this seven years that I'm like, man, is this the right track? Is this the right track? But just really in the fall, it was, we spent a week at Thanksgiving with my extended family and my nephew. He's eighth grade. I look at that jump from when he was in sixth grade. This little mm-hmm. turd mm-hmm. to now, like he's a little man. Yeah, and he is so much fun. And I'm like, this is so fast. Like he's starting high school next year, so we need just need to treasure these memories. And when you own a business, and you know this, you're it's constant. Mm-hmm. What can I do better? How can I be better? How are we going to pay the bills? All the things. Mm-hmm. And my kids would be in front of me every day after school. And in the back of my mind, I'm running different conversations that I need to have with my clients and all these things that I was never really present with them. Right. And so it's just been a huge shift of like, I need to focus on my own home and my mm-hmm. own family. So you, did you ha- at that point have a conversation with your husband or did he know that it was coming? Could he sense it or? No, he was shocked. He was shocked. He was. He was. Yeah. He was like, that's what we had had a conversation. I guess it was in December. And I was like, we need to start slowing down. And then in early January, I was like, I I think I'm going to shut the doors. Mm -hmm. And he was like, what? What? You're like at the height of your bit. I mean, yeah, yeah. you're you're at the height of exposure and projects of everything. I know we, I just did a photo shoot yesterday with the major magazine and we have another one coming up and he's like, well, what is this going to do for you? And I was like, I guess I get to say I was in this major magazine. I don't, <laughs> I don't know nothing. It's not going to give me new clients. Right. Right. So you, you made the decision and your, yeah. was your husband on board? Yes. He was on board for supporting me for the reason, but he was like, are you going to be happy? Mm-hmm. And because I'm a busybody, I have to have something creative to do all the time. So he's worried about my sanity once it <laughs> does all end, I think. Yeah. He's, and mostly his paycheck. He's like, what are we going to do? What are you going to start <laughs> doing with our house again now that you're home? Right. Right. But I, I have plans. I'm going to volunteer at school. I'm not going to be home all the time. Right. I guess for somebody who's thinking about making a hard decision, what, what kind of made you, what process did you go through? Was it, was it just the fact that you were like, okay, this is all about my kids or I guess, was it easy or was it hard? Because you are in such a great place in your business. 
Yeah. I mean, I think it was the easiest yet hardest decision that I've ever made. That's what I keep telling everybody because I started feeling it and I was pushing through it and pushing through it. And then really in January, I was like, God, I like, is this, am I making this up in my mind? Or is this you really telling me I need to shut this down? And I was like, I need you to show me this is it. And literally that I prayed it that weekend, like in that week, four different things happened. And I was like, (laughs) okay, I hear it loud and clear. And the best thing was, is that Chrissy, who she was feeling the same thing. Mm -hmm. And she was saying the same thing. She was like, we can't, we can't keep this up. Right. And so, yes, it was hard because, I mean, Mm -hmm. I don't want to pat myself on the back, but you built something big. Yeah, exactly. From the ground up. From the ground up. And I look at how far I've come. But then again, my health Mm -hmm. was taking a hit. My friendships were taking a hit. My family was taking a hit. Mm -hmm. I mean, my mom and dad just moved down the street and I can't, I don't even have an hour to go have lunch with my mom. So it was just one of those things where God made it so clear that, and I was at so at such peace Mm -hmm. that it was just easy. I think that's when, you know, like when the peace comes, like the heavy side, I know when I decided to end pie prerogative, I struggled for months on what I wanted to do. But when I finally resolved, it was like. Oh my word. That is what I was supposed to do. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, so what do you look forward to the most? Well, you're not done. First of all, you've got a couple of years. You're, you're going to fulfill your contracts. Yeah. So we're going to, we're going to fulfill our contracts. And we have this one, the sweetest client. And she was like, well, I ju- she's building. And she was like, I just bought another property, a beach property. Can you help me? I'm like, <laughs> as long as I can get it done by 2024, we're good. There you go. We're good. So what do you look forward to most? when you're done, when being, you walk away? Well, there's a lot of things. I think having lunch with my mom and being able to be there for my kids fully and my family, mm-hmm. but just having time to be in my own home. Right. I'm, I'm starting a rose garden. Ah, oh, love that. I've, I've been pruning this morning. So this is why I look <laughs> so great. I want to garden and I want to actually enjoy cooking again and just take care of my own house and just be able to pop in and out of school and, mm-hmm. you know, just the right. freedom that comes with that, but also find out, like be more involved in our church and then really pour into friendships that I've made at the kids school, but haven't really got to pour into to see, mm-hmm. you know, to go on the deeper level with my friends and just take care of myself. Goodness right. gracious. Right. Yeah. That goes to the bottom of the pile, doesn't it? I think if, I, if there's one thing I want people to know, it's that it's okay to like, into season. Would you say the same thing? Absolutely. Life is so seasonal. And I feel like you're going to do something great after this. Of course, you probably have no idea what it is, but like you said, you're not really built. I know I wasn't built to, um, just quit to like not do. (laughs) And I think you're the same way you're, you're not built for that. So there will be more, but you can't get to like the better or the more, if you don't say no to maybe something good right now. Exactly. Exactly. And that, I think that was the, I just kept thinking like God has sustained me up to this point. He took this little hobby that I had mm-hmm. and a very glimmer of a dream and he blew it up to this. Mm-hmm. And so if I'm obedient in this, no, like, right. It's gotta be good. Yeah, exactly. So what, what words of encouragement would you give to somebody who's having a hard time saying no to something 
really, really good. You know, well, and I will say for over the past two years, I learned to say no to commitments that didn't fulfill me. So I feel like that mm. also helped me prepare oh, for this. Yes, day. yes. Because it were it was things were like, I need you to volunteer here and here and here at the school. And I was like, I will give you cash. <laughs> Please go do what you need to do. But I mean, learning to to say no is that's hard. Mm-hmm. Even in just the small things. Mm-hmm. Okay, so to somebody that's gonna say no, oh goodness, just do it. Just do it it. and ask, I would say, pray and just say, make it so clear if that's the way, because literally, I mean, he made it so easy to say no. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm excited. I don't know what the future holds. So I'm excited for that next venture, whatever it is. Yeah. Maybe a little sleep would be good, please. (laughs) A nap. A nap. Yes, please. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks for being here today, Ashley. Well, so Ashley's Instagram is amazing. Morehouse Interiors. You can still follow that and get so many tips and there's beautiful photos. And can they still sign up for like your newsletter? You give such great. Thanks. Yeah. I'm going to have that going. I know for sure through the end of the year. Um, And I'm not, I'm shutting down the business. I'm not taking on clients. I don't know what it's going to evolve to because right. like I said, I am a busybody and I have to be creative. So it may be, I don't want to say I'm an influencer because I'm in no way, shape or form. Do I want that life? But we do design <laughs> boards and you can shop from it. Like I know that home is so important and I know the impact that we've had on people's faces. Mm-hmm. So, and I want to be able to help people in their homes because I, if I've learned anything over the last seven years is that this does not come naturally to people. And um, I am one of those people. <laughs> it's crazy because I always thought people would be like, well, help me style my mantle. And I'm like, well, just put the stuff up there. It's oh not that word. hard. Oh my word. It's so hard. And then it looks terrible. And then you have like, my kids are always like, oh, my mom can't decorate. So yes, we need <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah. So many houses I walked in and I'm like, if they just knew to like add a rug, add some drapes, let me, let me just shift this. And right. so it's a huge impact that we were make we are making on homes. And so I want to continue to help because they're easy and you don't have, I want people to know you don't have to have millions of dollars to have a really pretty house. Right. Oh, I love that. So I'm hoping that this, my Instagram kind of shifts to more maybe DIY or like what I'm doing around my house. I don't know. We'll see. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm definitely going to link to that. So you guys are all going to want to follow Ashley on Instagram and then it'll be fun to also see what's next for you. Yeah. Yeah. Because nobody knows. There will be something. That's right. Okay. Well, thanks for being here today, Ashley. And I can't wait to see what you do. Well, so, thanks. Next so, time we get together, we're going to Colorado. Let's do it. We're somewhere in the mountains. Mountains and campfire. Yes. Putting it on I'm the calendar. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for joining us around the campfire this evening. I hope you learned something not only about our guest, but maybe even about yourself. If you've enjoyed my conversation and want to make sure you don't miss the next Campfire Chat, hit that subscribe button. Or even better, I'd love for you to drop a review to help others find a place around the campfire too. Thanks so much, and I'll see you next time.